Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. I want to talk to you next week about what happened on Friday. Because it's Holy Week, and I want to talk about that next week. So I'm going to jump ahead. I'm going to skip to Saturday today. We're going to back up to Friday next week, okay? So we're going to go to Saturday. So this is what happened when Jesus died. Look what it says here. It says, There there was a man named Joseph, a member of the council, a good and upright man, who had not consented to their decisions and actions. He came from Judea, town of Arimathea, and he himself was waiting for the kingdom of God. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body. Here we go. Then they took it down, wrapped it in linen cloth, placed it in a tomb, cut in the rock, one in which no one had yet been laid. It was preparation day, and the Sabbath was about to begin. Let's stop right there. Let's pray God's blessings over his word. Lord, today we come to you, and Father, we say we're here. And God, that we're here today to open our minds and our hearts and to receive from you. So fill us, Holy Spirit. Let your word accomplish what it is set out to do today in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated. By the way, you have a Bible that was there that you was reading out of. If you do not have one in your home, please take that one with you. We want you to have a Bible in your home, a hard copy of the Bible in your home. Today I want to talk to you again about waiting on God. What to do while you're waiting on God. Has anybody ever experienced a time of waiting in your life? You, you prayed about something but it didn't happen. Anybody in this room? Okay, so how many of you right now, how many of you right now like me are in a season of waiting on God? Anybody? Okay, yes. Yeah, so most of us in this room, a lot of us are waiting on God for a promise. On Friday, which we'll talk about again next week, We see the crucifixion, the pain was on Friday. And Sunday there was a resurrection which was the promise that Jesus had given. But in between, in in that gap, in that gap between the pain and the promise is waiting, everybody. And I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm when you say waiting to me, all of a sudden I begin to get discouraged because I don't like waiting. How about you? I'm not a waiting kind of guy. I don't like to do that. And so, but I want you to know there's a reason that we have to understand that Saturday is so important for us to understand because it looked like to the disciples that all the hopes and dreams, they were, they lived through the pain, but, but when Jesus bought, when he died and he was laid into the tomb and Saturday come, nothing went on Saturday and all they had to do was think about, oh, how did all their hopes and dreams were gone now because the pride was dead. But I want you to know that that the promise was still alive. Jesus went through the pain and then he was, then he was the waiting time and then the promise came on Sunday. And the reason I tell you this is because between the bookends, between the pain and the promise, there's the gap that's the waiting. And this is what I want you to know. The Bible says that, that Jesus is the alpha and the omega. That means he's the beginning and the end. But also what this shows us about Saturday is that Jesus is the God of the middle. 
Amen. In the waiting time, he's still God. Amen, everybody? Amen. See, see, I can, when I'm going through, when the pain's coming, I've got to rely on him. But, and then when the promise, I can celebrate him. But in the waiting moments, I need to be reminded that he's still the God of the middle. And so waiting. And I just want you to know that waiting time with God is never wasted time. Amen, Amen everybody? Waiting time with God is never wasted time. That God's doing something. Look what the Bible says. Uh, but let me just stop right here and say, there's a lot of debate what, when happened, what happened on the Saturday. And there's not a lot, enough conclusive scripture to say exactly what Jesus was doing. But I believe, according to the scripture, that Jesus was down there fighting for our behalf. He went into hell and he got the victory over hell so that you and I would not have to go to hell. Amen, everybody? Look what First Peter says. It says this. It says, for Christ died so, uh, for Christ died for sin once and for all, the righteous for the unrighteous to bring you to God. Now notice that everybody, that Jesus died for you. He didn't die for himself, he died for you. And because Jesus died, the sin barrier was broken. Okay, we hear a lot about the sound barrier, but the sin barrier. In other words, that you who is unholy and me who is unholy would be able to go before a holy God because Jesus died for our sin. You see that, everybody? Okay, so it's important. He was put to death in the body, but made alive by the Spirit through whom also he went and preached to the spirits in prison. So Jesus confronted hell. The bottom line is that Saturday looked like Jesus was dead. He was in the tomb. But we know, according to Scripture, that he was fighting on your behalf and my behalf spiritually. Amen, everybody? Amen. So when it looked like he was doing nothing, he was doing his greatest work ever. Amen? Amen. And that's it's important to remember. Now, so I want to tell you this. I'm going to, I'm going to, repeat, I'm going to have you repeat something after me in just a second. You say, Pastor Jeff, why every week do you have this little phrase that we repeat every week? Why? Because you need to remember it. If you can't remember it, then it does you no good. Now, it's like the little boy who was in class one day. His teacher was teaching on math. And, you know, so right before he left to leave the room to go home, he went by his teacher's desk and he said, he said, teacher, can you please tell me what I learned today? And the teacher thought that was strange, said, well, Johnny, we, you, we learned about math today, multiplication tables. He said, okay. She said, why do you ask? He said, because my mom's going to ask me when I get in the car what I learned today. <laughs> and I want to be able to tell her what I learned today. And so just in case your mother asks you today <laughs> what you learned at church, I want you to be able to tell her, right? And your friends and whomever else. So this is what I want you to know. It's coming up on the screen. This is what I want you to remember today. Ready? Let's say it. God is working while I'm waiting. Let's say it. God is working while I'm waiting. That's what Saturday is all about. In the gap, when it looks like nothing's happened, God is working while I'm waiting. Jesus himself told us about what he did on this Saturday. And John the Revelator wrote in the book of Revelations, John, Jesus appeared to John and told him what to write in that book. And this is how John said that what Jesus said to him. Look what it says in Revelation 1 and 17. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. Here we go. He laid his right hand on me saying to me, what's those four words, everybody? Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. 
I am he who was what, everybody? Was dead. Oh, who lives, I'm sorry. <laughs> who lives and was what? Dead. dead, that's right. I got ahead, my ADD kicked in. <laughs> who lives and was dead. Notice that, was dead. He said, was dead, was dead, and behold, I am what? For how long? Forever. And then he said what? Amen. amen. Jesus amened himself. Do you see that? I want to stop right there just a second. Remember, look what I did. Look what he just told us. I am he. I was alive. I died, but now I'm alive forevermore. There is no other God in history that could ever say that. You know, there's been so many people label things as God all through history, and everyone that said there was a God died, and they're still dead. But our God is not dead, amen? amen. Jesus said, I was alive, I died, but I got up again, and I'm alive forevermore, never to die again. Amen, everybody? Amen. That's what separates us from everybody else, amen? Amen. Our God's alive. Would you shout it? He's alive. He's alive. Just say it again. He's alive. He's alive. Yes, he's alive forevermore, forevermore, forevermore. It doesn't matter who doubts it. It doesn't matter who, who says it isn't true. He's alive forevermore. Oh, man, I got to get, I got to move on. Then he goes on and said this. Watch this. And I have the what, everybody? The keys. Do you know what? If I wanted to get into your house, I couldn't get into your house unless you did something, unless you gave me the keys or unless I took the keys, right? I can't get in. And I just want you, he says, I have the keys. He said, I have the keys of Hades, which is hell, and of death. In other words, death can never have its hold on you because in order for death to have its hold on you, it has to go through Jesus, see? And if you're a child of God, then death will never have a hold on you because Jesus said, I got the key. And Jesus Christ is the key that unlocks the door to heaven. Amen, everybody? And so that we don't have to worry about hell because he's got the keys. Amen. I'm more excited about it than you are. Watch this. Okay, here we go. Watch this. We do the 21 days of prayer and fasting, and many people ask me, he said, Pastor, why do we do that? Well, the reason we pray for 21 days is because we find out there's a spiritual war going on everybody. And we see this in Daniel. Notice in Daniel, look at this war. Look what it says. It says, then he, he continued, do not be afraid. There it is again. The angel was speaking to Daniel. Since the what day, everybody? First day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before God, your, war, your words were what, everybody? Heard. They were heard. And I have come in response to them. Notice that. That when you pray, heaven goes into action. Now, what, here we go. Watch this. But the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me. How long, everybody? <laughs> so the angel said, I was sent in response to your prayer. I started working on your request then. But there was a spiritual war that was going on. He resisted me 21 days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me because I was detained with the king of Persia. Notice that. So he said there was a spiritual war. The first day you prayed, remember, there's a gap between the pain and the promise, everybody. And when you pray, there's a gap sometimes between the time that you pray and the time that you receive God's answer. Amen? 
And so he said there was, there was a gap there. Now, what I want you to notice is that there's three angels that are mentioned in the Bible. There's Lucifer, the devil, who was over the worship of heaven. Matter of fact, the reason he was kicked out of heaven is because he wanted to be the worshiped one. Oh boy, there's a, man, I just got to go on. I can't stop there. Because when we become, when we start wanting to make it all about us, we become more like the devil. There's another angel by the name of Gabriel in the Bible that's mentioned by name, and he is the messenger of God. He's the one that uh, uh, showed up to Mary, you know, introduced her. She's going to have this child. And then there's another angel, the angel Michael, who's the warring angel. And he's always the angel that goes into battle. And, there, and listen, those, are, those three angels are, those three things are show up every week in church because every week we worship God together. Every week we hear the word of God together. We study the word of God together. And then we pray together. That's where we do our warring at is when we're praying. And so that's why, that's why the devil never wants you to be in God's house. He doesn't want those things to happen. He doesn't want you to worship. He doesn't want you to get into God's word. And he certainly don't want you to pray. Because I want to tell you, and you are the temple of God, by the way, everybody, that you're God's house. So every day you are to worship, get in God's word and pray. Worship, get in God's word and pray. And when you do that, you're warring, everybody. Amen? Amen. You're warring. You're warring. So I want to give you a couple of things here. But before I do, I got to rem- we got to remember what you're going to tell your mama if she asks you. You ready? Remember what that is, everybody? God is working while I'm waiting. Let's say it. God is working while I'm waiting. So what did you learn at church today? God is working while I'm waiting. There you go. You got it. You may pass the test. All right, here we go. So what do I do? What do you do while you're waiting? The first thing you do is that you wait patiently. Wait patiently. Now, again... I feel the least qualified to put those words together, wait patiently, because I'm a very impatient person. And so God is constantly working on me in this area of my life. It's sort of like the man who prayed and asked God this question. He said, God, he said, can you tell me what is a million years like to you? God says, it's like a second. He said, God, can you tell me what like a, what is a million dollars like to you? God said, it's like a penny. And the man said, God, could you give me one of those pennies? And God said, yes, in a second. <laughs> Some of you are going to wake up tonight and go, oh, yeah, I got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We live in this culture where everything's instant. I don't know about you, but I love the fact that we don't have to wait for a lot of things. It's amazing that Rhonda can order something that I've desired on Amazon and that evening it can be at my doorstep. I don't know how that happens. Put it in that morning and it's at my doorstep that evening. I don't know, but I like it. I don't have to understand it, but I like it. Amen, everybody. So, woo, yes. Praise God for Amazon. Thank God for that stuff, right? Thank God for the microwave. Hallelujah, right? I mean, yes, sir, those Hot Pockets are awesome in the microwave. (laughs) But I'm just telling you that we're in a culture that's used to getting it just like this. You want to answer to something, you go to Google, right? And there it is. I mean, it's just there. But when it comes to our answered prayers, it's not always like that. There's a guy by the name of Abraham in the Bible. Abraham 
God had promised him. He was the father of the Jewish nation. It all started with Abraham. And God had promised him that he would have a son. He and his wife, Sarah, would have a son. And there would, there would be just generations come from his seed. And you know what? At 20, he had the promise. Nothing happened. At 30, he had the promise. Nothing happened. At 40, they had the promise. And nothing happened. And at 50, they had the promise. And no child. Nothing happened. At 60, no, nothing happened. And finally, at this point in their life, at 70, he realized that all his reproductive organs was dead. There was nothing going to happen anymore. It's over. And he, but he continued to believe God. And when they, when they finally give up and said, there's no way it can happen. At 99 years of age, all of a sudden, I don't know what God did, but he did something. Because he put a fire in Sarah's tent and she invited Abraham over for a hot meal. And I don't know, but when everything, all, everything should not have worked, all of a sudden it worked that night and God did a miracle, everybody. And at 99 years old, she had a, she became pregnant. And when Abraham was 100, God fulfilled his promise when everybody said it couldn't happen. And that's the kind of God we serve in the gap, in the middle. When you've, you've been through the pain and, and you're believing for the promise, you hold on to God no matter how long it takes because if God said it, he's going to do it. It may not happen tomorrow. It may not happen next year. And it may not happen 10 years from now. But God's got a due date on your prayer. Amen? Look what the Bible says. Hebrews 6 and 15. And so after waiting how, everybody? Abraham received what was promised. When God doesn't answer your prayers, he's always working on it. This is what I want you to know. Is that whenever you're going through something, let me say it like this. When something's happening to you, God is always trying to do something in you. Did you hear that, everybody? When something, when you feel like, oh, I can't believe this is happening to me. I can't believe I got to go through this. Why me, Lord, right? We begin to sing that song. We all become country music fans when we start have to go through something. <laughs> what have I ever done to deserve even one? Okay, there's a few of us. Anybody know that song or ever heard that? Some of you got to Google that, all right? <laughs> we start saying, why me, Lord? And the reason is because when you're, when something's, when you're going through something, is that God's trying to do something in you. Because there's something that you're praying for that if you don't grow up on the inside spiritually, you can't handle it. God would never want his blessing to become a curse in your life. And if you get something you can't handle, it'll be a curse. It's just like this. If, you're, if your child is 10 years old, Starts saying, I want, I want a toy from Target. And they begin demanding that toy. And you know, you really would like them to have that toy, but you can't take them at that moment. And so you would never say, well, listen, you should just go ahead and get it yourself. And you would throw them the keys and a credit card. <clears throat> because even though they think they can handle the blessing, they can't handle that blessing. Because... When they get in that car, they're probably not going to make it out of the driveway before they wreck your car. Amen, everybody? 
They're going to probably run into your garage and everything and tore something up. And there's going to be damage done because of their impatience because they were not ready for the blessing. And every time that when you and I, when we're going through something, if we quit, if we keep saying, God, why are you doing this to me? God, how can you do this to me? And we're not willing to learn the lesson that we're supposed to learn. We're not willing to grow on the inside. Then at that moment, all of a sudden, we guess what? We'll have to keep going through the same old thing over and over because until you learn the lesson, you can't receive the blessing. So instead of saying, God, why are you doing this to me? We should be saying, God, what are you trying to grow in me? Amen, everybody. What do, you, what do you want me to learn through this, God? What do you want me to know through this? I'm going through this for a reason. So God, grow me up. And when you begin to grow up spiritually, then it's amazing how God can answer your prayer and give you the blessing that you've been asking for. So maybe it's not God, give me, give me, give me. It's that God, help me to know what you want to do inside of me that I can grow up and become the person that you want me to be. That's how we wait. Okay, number two. So we wait hopefully or patiently, then we wait hopefully. That's number two. Look what he says in Hebrews. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will and will not delay. So the answer's on, you're in the gap right now. You're between Friday and Sunday. He says, but the answer is going to come. But my righteous ones will live by what, everybody? Faith. You know what faith is? No matter how hard it is right now, I believe the answer is going to come. I believe that God's going to do it no matter what. When Saturday comes, everybody, when it looks like Friday through the pain, but it looks like God's dead and nothing's happening, we're believing for Sunday to come anyways. Amen, everybody? Amen. He goes on to say this. And I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. But we do not belong to those who shrink back. Amen. That's Stockbridge community right there. No, sir. We don't shrink back no matter what happens in the world. When the pandemic struck, we didn't shrink back. We said, no, we're going to trust God. Amen, everybody. And no matter what's going on in the world right now. Wars and rumors of wars and, and bank failures. We do not give up in moral decay in our country. We do not give up. We do not shrink back. Amen? Amen. Oh, I feel like preaching today. We're just not that. We're a church that stands with a backbone. And we will, the way we stand is we get on our knees. Amen? Because it's hard to stumble when you're on your knees. And listen, you're never ready to stand before men until you knelt before God. Good God Almighty. And I will take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed. But to those who have what, everybody? And are? That's what saves us is our faith is that we will not turn around. We will not turn back. And we don't give up. That's what he's saying is that in the Saturdays of life, when, when you're in that moment, you're hearing nothing from God, it looks like it's all over, is that you don't give up. And that's, I love this passage of Scripture, Galatians 6 and 9. Look what he says. Here we go. He's talking about Stockbridge Community Church here. He says, and let us not become weary in what? In what, everybody? What's the two words we're saying? Do good. Do good. Do good. 
When everybody else is doing bad, you do good in the name of Jesus Christ. Do good. Here we go. Because it's only Saturday when you're weary. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not, whatever, do not give up. Do not give up. Let me ask you a question. What have you given up on? What is the prayer that you prayed that hasn't happened that you're giving up on? What is it? What have you given up on God with? Because he said, if you don't give up, it's going to come if you don't give up. Because the Saturday comes in all of our lives between the pain and the promise, the waiting. And don't give up. You know, we have these Easter invite cards that we give you. And I'm asking you to give this to someone. You say, Pastor Jeff, the person I'm thinking about, I've asked them every year for the last 10 years. They haven't come yet. You know what I say? This may be the year. Don't give up. Don't give up. You know what I heard? That I heard that 84% of the people that are invited by someone to go to church on Easter Sunday will come. 84% of the people said if they're invited to go to church on Easter Sunday, they'll go. Don't believe the lie of the devil. That person that you think is the most unlikely are waiting on an invitation from you because your invitation will be their life's transformation. Amen, everybody? Amen. And so would you do me a favor on your connection card? On the back of that, we want to pray over you. So if you just check the box that says, I'm praying the prayer, or I will invite someone to an Easter service. You just check that box. I will invite someone to an Easter service. We want to pray over you that God will give you the Holy Spirit. Someone just share with me today how that how the Holy Spirit helped them to invite someone to come to church with them. Okay, so what do we, what do we want to tell our mom if she asks us today about what we learned in church? Everybody, you remember? God is working while I'm waiting. Let's say it again. God is working while I'm waiting. Okay, the second thing we would say is this, or the third thing I would say is that we war consistently. We war consistently. Prayer is not only communion with God, it is also confronting the enemy. Amen, everybody? Amen. You know, prayer is so important to us. We're not, we're not a church that just believes in prayer. We're a praying church. Amen. Uh, do you know that, do you know that a, a week or so ago, we, every school board meeting that happens, we have a prayer partner there praying for our superintendent? Because have you ever went to a meeting when there's a bunch of angry people? You know, and you never, you never know where they're coming from. So we have someone praying. We, we're a praying church. We have prayed at our schools. We, we're a praying church. And so what I want to encourage you this today is I want you to help me do some praying. The week of Easter, I want to pray a thousand prayers for, for our Easter services. And you say, Jeff, what does that look like? Does it mean I got to pray an hour? No, it means this. It means you just get down on your knee and you say, God, Today, I'm asking you to please help our Easter services at SEC. I'm asking you to, Lord, all those that have been invited, that you will let them respond and come. And Lord, I'm asking you today to touch our impact team, oh Lord, on, that, on those services. And I'm asking you to be with our staff and our pastor, oh God, that you will let them have the word that will speak life in the people. I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. If you could do that with me for the seven days before Easter, 
Then would you just, on the back of this card, just check it. Say, Pastor Jeff, I'll be with you. I want to pray a thousand prayers uh, for Easter service. And it's just that simple. So it's not going to take you an hour. It may take you 30 seconds. And we're why? Because we're doing war, everybody. You know that somebody is praying already that God's going to save them on Easter Sunday. And they're in the waiting time right now. And that we're, we're doing a spiritual battle now that God can do the work on Easter, Easter weekend. Because we have five services, by the way, to, to be a part of. Okay, look what the scripture says. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 4. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. Amen? Amen. That means we don't flip people off. We don't cuss them out. Come on, son. Oh, you got real quiet then. Oh, I just got in your grill right there, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why we don't get happy thumbs on social media. No, 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 no. That's the way the world does it. We don't do that. No, 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 no. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have what, everybody? Divine power. That means God kind of power, everybody. That demolishes strongholds. You know what a stronghold is? A stronghold is something the devil's convinced you will never change. When you say my marriage is never going to change, then guess what? That's a stronghold. When you say, when you say my parents will never change, that's a stronghold. When you say my children will never change, that's a stronghold. So whatever the devil's convinced you of, that's a stronghold because all things are possible with God. Amen, everybody? Amen. Then he goes on and says this in 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Listen, that is a promise for the child of God. That's why we pray the prayer to become a Christ follower every week. Listen, if you do not have Jesus Christ living inside of you by the power of his Holy Spirit, and we said, listen, the Spirit is like the wind. You can't see it, but you can feel it. And when you receive Christ in your life, all of a sudden, where the devil tells you all these bad thoughts, you have the Holy Spirit say, no, 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 that's not right. And you can overcome him. So today, I don't want to go any further before it's right now and stop. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you're not following him, I want to invite you to do that today. All of you online as well. Would you bow your heads with me? And listen, as you close your eyes, if this is you, you just say this in your, you say this prayer after me in your mind, not even out loud. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. I repent. I need your help in living this life. I want the hope of heaven, but I want your power here and now. Save me, Lord Jesus. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Let's give God a hand for all the people that just prayed that prayer. Yes. So don't forget, if you, if you prayed that prayer, check the box that I prayed the prayer to become a Christ follower online as well, because I want to send you something in the mail that will help you on your spiritual journey. Okay, the last one is this. So we see we wait patiently, we wait hopefully, and then we war consistently. Now we war confidently, everybody, confidently. Oh, we had Saturday, but Friday came, and Saturday's here, but Sunday's coming. Amen, everybody? Look what happened. And being found in appearance as a man, talking about Jesus, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even to death on the cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above what, everybody? Every name. Amen? 
that at the name of who? Jesus. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, where? In heaven and on earth and? Did you see that? That name. When you say the name of Jesus, all of hell trembles. And when you're in the gap, when, you, when you've come through the pain and you're waiting on the promise, if you don't know what to pray, you just say Jesus. When you don't know what to say, you just say Jesus. And when you say Jesus, you get all of heaven's attention, you get the attention of what's going on on earth, and you get the attention of hell as well. Because his name is above every name. Amen, everybody? Amen. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. And his name, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. The greatest person that you can ever think of that's living right now, that thinks they have no need of God, their knee will bow. Amen? Amen. The President of the United States, knee will bow to Jesus Christ. The, the ruler of China will bow, bow to Jesus Christ. The ruler of Russia will bow to the name of Jesus Christ. Everyone will bow at his name. Amen? Everyone. That's why we sing. What a powerful name it is. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a powerful name it is. Nothing can stand against. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus. Would you stand and sing it with us? What a powerful name it is What a powerful name it is The name of Jesus Christ my King What a powerful name it is Nothing can stand against What a powerful name it is The name Come on Sing it, everybody. Jesus. Do you believe it? What a powerful name it is. Hallelujah. What a powerful name it is. Demons tremble. The name of Jesus Christ. Christ Cancer has to flee at that name. What a powerful name it is. Nothing can stand against. What a powerful name it is. The name of Listen, when I was praying for you about this moment, God, what do you want? I felt the Holy Spirit share with me. There's many of us in this room that are in the gap right now. We've been, we're in the pain and we're waiting on the promise and it feels like nothing's happening. And what God wanted me to tell you is that he's working while you're waiting. And so I felt compelled by the Holy Spirit to have you come and pray over you. So today, if you're in that waiting time, you're in the waiting time. I want you to know your Father hears you and He's working on the answer. And today I want to pray over you because some of you, your waiting time is going to end this week. That God's going to move this week. And we're going to hear stories of what God did. 
A lady told us last, a lady told us last service that she come through on the first Wednesday, she come through a line that we had of healing. And she was praying for her father-in-law and how they had bleeding going on. They had to do emergency surgery. And they had prayed, we prayed as a church. And they went inside and did the surgery, opened it up and they could not find. They could find the old blood, but they couldn't find the new blood. Why? Because Jesus is greater. Amen, everybody. The doctor said, I don't know how, but the bleeding stopped. I do know how, because that, that name Jesus, the body has to obey. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.